Shri Chaitanya Manovishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Kada Mahyam Tadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutta Parakamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavangscha Shri Rupam Sakrajatam Sahagana Raghunatangvitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhanvitanscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Shimate Bhaktivedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswate Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatyade Shatarine Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanevyo Vaishnavevyo Namo Nama Ehe Krishna Karana Sindhu Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vatsadi Gaura Bhakta Vinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Welcome everyone back to Saturday Sangha, Sobota Sangha. Um, <laughs> just looking at seeing all of you and noticing how you are all in so many different places, I can't help but thinking, I really like this um, facility that we have that I can just sit in one place and have all of you together <laughs> all the way from Beijing to Mendoza and south of Mendoza. 
<laughs> and Mayapur and uh, all the other. And don't mention all of them and someone will be unhappy. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it's nice to see you. Um, let's see, I'm seeing a, a face I don't think we usually see. Roberto, Hare Krishna. <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, more, more will be gathering with us. And we see a Kenshna Balaram and Lali Tamrita in Mayapur. Wow. So, internet Mayapur ki jai. <laughs> there's, a, um, uh, there's a new hot off the press article in dandavats.com about the Mayapur project. They have a big, quite a big... Uh, Thing about the master plan. Um, what are they calling it? Sri Mayapur World Heritage. Da -na -da -na -da -na -da -da -da. It's got a quite fancy name. Lots and lots of plans are there. Yeah. Okay. Um, here we are on. Whoops, did I start? Mm, yes. Uh, we are getting ready to sing. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's mm, Bhajana Lalasa, song number 12. Uh, you should have the link so you can follow along. As I remember, this is the second to the last of this series. I believe there are 13 songs total. So we'll see next week. Um, and this song is, it's Lalasa, it's longing and it's expressing longing, especially for chanting nicely. So I think that's a topic we maybe want to talk about something today. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Well, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, the song, uh, first of all, translation, again, addressing Gurudeva. O spiritual master, when with a steady mind in a secluded place, will I sing the name of Sri Krishna? When will the pandemonium of worldly existence no longer echo in my ears <laughs> and the diseases of the body remain far away. When will that day be mine? So this is uh, a kind of typical way that longing, hankering, hankering is expressed uh, is with a question. 
rhetorical question, when, when, oh, when will that day be mine? Second verse, when I chant Hare Krishna, tears of love will flow from my eyes and ecstatic rapture will arise within my body, causing my hair to stand on end and my body to become overwhelmed with divine love. Uh, is that a question or it's just anticipation? No, I think it's continuing uh, from the previous verse, the question. And then faltering words, verse three, faltering words choked with emotion will issue from my mouth. Gada gada vani uke bahiribe. My body will tremble, constantly perspire, turn pale and discolored, and become stunned. All of this will be like a devastation of ecstatic love and cause me to fall unconscious. Wow. I think he's got all the eight uh, sattvika bhavas mentioned there. And verse four, when will such a genuine ecstatic condition be mine, Kabe, Kabe? I will constantly sing the holy name and remain absorbed in profound devotion while maintaining the material body. In this way, I will obtain your mercy. All right, let's try it, shall we? This, uh, this is the part which, although it's nice we can all be together until they develop a technology that can adjust for time lag online so we could actually sing together. Uh, we have to sort of do this um, in a one-sided way, it seems. I don't know. Seems like. <clears throat> Guru Dev Kabe morashe dina habe Manastira kori nirjane bossiha Krishnama gabo jahabe Manastira kori nirjane bossiha Krishnama Kahabo Jabe Shangshara Pukara Kane Nam Hoshibe Dehoroga Ture Rabe Shangshara Pukara Kane Nam Hoshibe Dehoroga Ture Rabe 
Hare Krishna Boli Gahite Gahite Noyone Bohibe Lora Hare Krishna Boli Gahite Gahite Noyone Bohibe Lora Tehete Pulaka Urita hoipe, remete koripe, bora. Dehete pulaka, urita hoipe, remete koripe, bora. Gada gada bani, muke Kam kam pibe sharira mama gada gada bani mukhe bahiri pe kam pibe sharira mama dharma mukhur mukhur devarna hoye samita. Pralaya Sama Dharma Muhu Muhu Vivarna Hoibe Stambhita Pralaya Sama Nishkapate Hena Dasha Kabe Hede Nirantara Nama Gabo Nishkapate Heno Dasakhape Habe Nirantara Nama Gabo Abeshe Rohiya Dehojata Kodi Tomara Karuna Habo Abeshe Rohiya Deho Jatra Koi Tomara Katuna Pabo First verse again. Manastira Koi Nirjane Bosiya Krishnama Gabo Jabo Manastira Kori Nirjane Bhoshiya Krishnama Gabo Jabe Samsara Pukara Kanena Bhoshibe Deharoka Dude Rabe Samsara Pukara Kanena Hoshibe Deharoka Dude Rabe Ate Krishna Ate Krishna 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 Hade 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 
Again with English and Bengali. Gurudev, we know what that means. And we know it's vocative, it's addressing, addressing oh, Guru, Gurudev. Yeah, we say Gurudev. Uh, it's a gesture of respect. It's, of course, um, Devotees uh, often say Guru Maharaj or uh, Guru Dev. <clears throat> Both are appropriate. Um, and it doesn't mean that the Guru is God, <laughs> but uh, like a demigod, in a sense, we understand. This is uh, um, yeah, a gesture of respect. Um, it's... Mm, Devadvija Guru Pragya um, uh, Pujanam Socham Arjavam. It's one of the austerities of the body, actually, uh, that we worship Guru. 
and deva. Deva can mean God or it can mean the devas, uh, the, de the devata, uh, the, the divinity. The word devata with that T long A at the end is actually an abstraction. It means it means divinity in an abstract sense, devata. <clears throat> uh, we have that in a lot of cases. So Gurudev Kobe Mor Shedin Habe. Here's the key question word, Kobe, when? Mor Shedin Habe, when will that day? Um, when will this day uh, be mine? Or Habe or Hohibe, when will it be? Mona stirakori nir jane bosia krishanama ga gabo gaibo jabe. When uh, with a steady mind in a secluded place, mana stira kori koriya, having made my mind steady, nir jane, of course, jan. Jana means people, near Jana, no people. Bosiya, sitting or having seated in a place without people. Um, will I sing the name of Sri Krishna? Krishnama Gaibo, future tense, will sing Jabe. Shamshara. Uh, Pukara, when will the pandemonium, Pukara, <laughs> nicely translated as pandemonium, the, the turbulence uh, of shangshara, of material existence, <clears throat> um, of worldly existence, no longer echo in my ears. Kane means ears in the ears, from karna, na poshibe. Here it says echo. Uh, I don't know, is this the literal meaning? Uh, let's see, maybe Sugopi knows. Is she there? Yeah, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Uh, Pukara, basically to call loudly, so it will be like for the echo. Kanena uh, Poshibe means like it, 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 uh, like one can't bear that uh, sound which is echoing. Uh huh. Okay, so, but pukara means, means calling loudly? Yes. And poshibe, like uh, it going inside the ear, like I can't bear the sound. That's... Uh, okay. Anyway. Yeah, I don't see how it fits uh, the pandemonium of samsara pukara. But okay, uh, good, thank you. <laughs> then, um, then it says, deho roga dure robe. That's interesting. De, of course, means body. Roga means disease. Dure ro, robe or roibe. <clears throat> when will... Um, the disease condition of the body stay far away. Um, 
Yeah, we... So that we can concentrate on, on Krishna. Um, and at the same time, we kind of know, isn't it, that disease will come. <laughs> Janma Mrityu, Jara and Vyadhi. Vyadhi means also disease. And there's, um, how does that verse go? Um, I'll think of it, but uh, the prayer of Kulashikar that uh, he anticipates trouble and therefore uh, wants to focus his mind completely on the Lord now, uh, knowing that the time will come when the body is so disturbed one may not be able to think of Krishna. Uh, okay, second verse, Hare Krishna Boli. When I chant Hare Krishna, Gahite Gahite, tears of love will flow from my eyes. <clears throat> Nayone Bohibe Lora. Lora? Sugopi Lora. I even I had doubt, but I guess the stream. I think the stream of tears, noyne bohibe, like noyono is the ice, bohibe is flowing, bohibe loral, the stream of tears, like stream. Okay, stream of tears, good. And gaite is singing, singing. Gaite. Okay, then singing your name, yes. Singing. Then dehete pulaka udita hoi ve premete kori ve bora. Causing my hair to stand on end. My hair, so it's all standing on end. So short. Um, <laughs> And dehete pulaka udita udita hoibe. It will stand on it. And my body premete koribe dehete premete koribe bhora. My body will become overwhelmed. Bhora, I guess. Koribe bhora. Premete in love, in divine love. Then, gada, gada, vani, gadgada. It's usually gadgada, uh, which is onomatopoeic, the sound of choked voice, gadgada. Vani, my voice uh, gets choked up. Muke bahiribe, let's see, faltering voice. Uh, Kanpibe Sharira Mama, my body. Dharma Muhur Muhu, my body will, tr where is it? Um, 
tremble constantly, perspire. I guess that's garm. Yes, garma mahur mahur. Um, and then, yeah, perspiration. Then vivarna, vivarna in Sanskrit. Here it's vivarna. Um, a changing of color, or here it says turning pale and discolored. A lot of these symptoms, of course, if you look at somebody and they have these symptoms, you think, oh, oh this person has become very sick. <laughs> and Bhaktivinoda is hankering for this condition uh, of transcendental disturbance. Um, Garmi mahur mahu viparna hoibe stambita means being stunned. Pralayasam. Pralaya means devastation. Uh, it's sometimes translated death as an ecstatic symptom. Uh, but as to fall unconscious. Pralayasama literally uh, equal to destruction, or in other words, like, like complete destruction going unconscious. And finally, nishkapate heno. <clears throat> when will such a genuine ecstatic condition be mine? Dasha kabe habe, irantaranama gaibo. Well, hmm. nishkapate, um, as I understand, means not exactly ecstatic condition, but one of uh, total freedom from false ego, of total humility. Um, yeah. Nishkapate heno. Heno means such. In such mood of uh, humility. Dasha mm, means a, a, a level, a position, platform. Kabe habe, uh, when will that level of condition come? Nirantara nama gaibo, when I can constantly, nirantara, near, antara, antara means end, near, without, without end, nama gaibo, I will sing uh, the name constantly. Aveshe. Rohiya, I will remain absorbed in profound devotion. It says here, Deha Jatra Kori, Koriya, while maintaining the material body. Deha Jatra Koriya, Tomar Karuna Pabo, in this way I will obtain Pabo, uh, your mercy, Karuna. Tomar Karuna. Aveshe, we've talked about this, um, like Prema, uh, prema Avesha or Prema Avesha um, means literally being possessed. Literally, it means being, having entered into, because it comes from Vish, which means to enter, from which we have the name of the Lord, Vishnu. And then Vish uh, becomes Vesha, 
and then avesha is a kind of strengthening uh, prefix long a so it comes to me, comes to mean like being possessed <laughs> like being possessed by a ghost except that the devotee is possessed by krishna so that's desirable <laughs> if you're possessed by krishna you're in good good shape yeah so there's there's a lot of uh in terms of grammar there's a lot of future tense in this song hoibe jabe gaibo roibe hoibe koribe Bahibe, Nayane Bahibe, Bahiribe, um, and then Paibe, Paibo, Paibo, Gaibo, I will sing, I will obtain. So there's a lot of anticipation here of uh, chanting Hare Krishna in. Um, in a state of being overwhelmed uh, with ecstatic love. And that's something to hanker for. That's something to, we can say, look forward to. And if I remember correctly, that's what we're going to get a description of in the next and final song in which Bhaktivinoda Thakur describes how he's actually achieved that condition. So in this song, he's, he's longing for that. He's looking, when will that happen? And in, immediately in the next song, it comes. <laughs> yes. So, so stay tuned for next week. And... Um, while we are on the subject of songs, I kind of randomly earlier today opened this book, um, Sewer's Ocean. Sewer Das is one of the Vaishnav poets, not of the Godia Sampradaya, but uh, one of the. Mm, Not one of the four standard sampradayas, but he is he's associated with, he's sort of claimed by the Valava Sampradaya, although historically uh, that's a kind of questionable claim. But anyway, Surdas uh, said to have been blind and in his blindness have had very deep inner vision of the Lord. Uh, this is a collection of his songs. And although it's a bit late uh, to re with respect to Holi, Holi was uh, celebrated at the same time as Gaur Purnima, but because Holi is a spring festival and spring is gradually coming to Poland, 
I thought this is a nice song uh, to, not to sing, I, I wouldn't know quite how to sing. I can try to read uh, the Brajbasha. This is just to give you some of the flavor, but the translation is very sweet. Uh, it's a lot of very vivid description of, uh, of Radha and Krishna playing holy. So the, the song starts like this. Hori, ho, 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 hori. <laughs> That's the first line. And then it goes uh, like, Shailata ati susha priti pragatabai. Uttahari uttahi radika gori. Vajatatara Mridanga Janjadal Duff Janjadafa Beach a beach Bangsuri Duni Tori Gabata Dad Egg Gari Paraspar Bari Kanhahi Brishabana Kisori Mrigamada Sasha Javadi Kumakama Kumakama Kesari Malai Mile Matigori Bharata Ranga Rajata Rati Sagar Manao Umangi Bailabal Pori Chuti gai loka lajakula sankha Ganata nagura gopani kita kori Jaise apne mera mate mada chora bhora niravata nisi chori Unipata pita kie rangarate in Kanchuki Peter Anga Bori Rahi na mana Marajada Adika Susha Sahachari Sakati Ganti Gahi Jori Barani na Jadi Jai Bachana Rachana Ruchi Ya Chabi Jak Jora Jak Jori Suradas Sarada Saralamati So Iha Nati Buli Bai Bori. <laughs> now, what does all that mean? <clears throat> okay, for our translators, I'll have to go very slowly. This is uh, this is poetry, and it's been translated also uh, by Jack Holly, uh, who's one of the scholars we inter we interviewed in the uh, Bhagavata uh, in in that um, that film documentary film. Uh, he translates like this: Ho, 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 holy. They joyfully play, and their love comes clear. 
Hari, there, here, fair Radha. Long drums, round drums, cymbals and tambourines pound and through it faintly the flute. As Khan, that is Krishna, and Rishabhanu's daughter sing open insults at each other. Can you imagine Radha and Krishna <clears throat> singing insults at each other? Musk, Sak, uh, Javadi, Kumkum, Saffron, Sandal. These they take and churn to a liquid and let passion's ocean brim with love's color and surge with a force to flood its shores. Uh, musk, sak, javadi, kumkum, saffron, sandal. It doesn't explain what is sak or javadi. We know kumkum. In any case, these are colors. And apparently these are the traditional colors that would be used for uh, for playing holy. It says they ground them, <clears throat> churn them into liquid, and then they're throwing them. Uh, and then they let passion's ocean brim, it means become full uh, with love's color, and surge means flow over with a force to flood its shores. Long gone modesty and concern for the family name. So modesty has been forgotten about. We don't care about modesty. We don't care about the name of the family. They hardly care what teachers or cowherds might say. Like thieves drunk on deeds who regale the gang at dawn with tales of what they stole the night before. <laughs> so there's an analogy here that um, Radha and Krishna are acting like, uh, like thieves who have uh, stolen something and it's a group of thieves and now they're bragging to each other. They're so intoxicated with their success um, that they're just going on and on with big stories about how they stole uh, their goods. His, that is Krishna's, once yellow garments, now dyed red, her bodice, that's her upper dress, it's drenched in yellow. Uh, her meaning Radha. With all that happiness, there's no holding back. So a friend jumps in and finishes the act by knotting their clothes together. So now Radha and Krishna have been throwing colors at each other and insulting each other. 
now some friend comes, it just says Sahachari, some assistant uh, jumps in and ties their cl clothes. So that's what happens when, when there's marriage, right? Uh, he finishes the act by knotting their clothes together. No words can describe the delight of what is fashioned. And there's a colon, so what is fashioned? The beauty of their sparring tug of war, their, their back and forth uh, f war of fight, of speaking. Sparring is like arguing. Uh, and finally, Surda says, this performance leaves the lucid-minded goddess of learning stunned, stupefied, lucid-minded, clear-minded. So normally, uh, the goddess of learning is, you know, very clear-minded, but now observing what's been going on here uh, the goddess of learning, Saraswati, is completely bewildered. <laughs> this is what uh, Surdas says, Hare Krishna. Okay, poetry session over. I hope you found that interesting. Was that interesting? <clears throat> Silence. <clears throat> Everyone's being politely silent. Okay. Um, okay, some notes are here. <clears throat> okay. Um, Oh, backing up a little bit, um, Prabhupada said he did not like the disciples to address him as Gurudev because impersonalists like to use that word. Um, that could be the case, yeah. Um, what can I say? That's, it's something of a convention and of course anything I would, I would say like this, to therefore say that uh, we don't use it at all um, might be a bit arbitrary. In other words, it's a sort of common general expression um, of respect that I don't think we have to ban from ISKCON. Prabhupada didn't, um, taking as you say, Prabhupada didn't like it. Uh, because he associated with impersonalists. Was it only impersonalists who do that, I guess, would be the, uh, the question also. Um, and you're asking, there's a Surdas is Ram Charitavali. Is this the same Surdas from whom you read this poem? Well, um, The thing is, nobody knows exactly what Surdas actually wrote. There are collections of poetry that have 
accumulated over the centuries where, yeah, any number of people who felt themselves to be perhaps empowered by Surdas or who knows what, but they would sign their name to Surdas and the tradition would accept it. They would say, yes, this is very much in the mood of Surdas and therefore we include this in our uh, collection of songs. And, and that's true for a lot of um, poets in India. The same is true for Kabir um, and, and so many others. So we don't really know, but you're mentioning, mentioning Ram Charitavali Okay, Asurdas Ram Charitavali. I know of a Tulsidas Ram, I guess it's called Ram Charitavali. It's not Ram Charitmanas, it's a separate uh, poem which he wrote, um, which I know about because we studied it for some time at Oxford with the guidance of one expert in Rajbasa. Um, but I can't, I can't answer what you're asking, and I'm not sure if, yeah, it could be the same. It's, it's the famous surdas, <laughs> put it that way. It's the surdas that uh, most everyone talks about when they refer to surdas. So this is a very big collection um, from... Uh, these two scholars, Kenneth Bryant and Jack Hawley, as you can see, thick book um, with lots of notes and uh, yeah, hundreds of poems. In categories of uh, different themes yeah, 433. Yeah, there's 433 poems in, in this collection. Recently published by the Murti Classical Library of India. Vrindapati says he heard that Tulsidas and Surdas met in Varanasi once. Quite possible. Um, there's, of course, uh, lots of l legends, and it's always difficult to know what's a legend and what's, what's historical. And let's see. Sugopi Tungavidya, there's a tree whose flowers are used to make color and believe that the color helps one to be protected from pox and measles. Okay. So I guess you're saying that holy in its traditional way uh, can be medicinal. Whereas now okay. it's the opposite. They make these colors uh, out of chemicals and some of these chemicals, I understand, these powders have uh, some, some sort of uh, aluminum in them, which is, you know, 
highly toxic. So when you're in Vrindavan uh, during Holi, especially when it comes to the high point when they're really throwing the colors around, um, probably the best thing for your lungs is to stay indoors. There are some traditional families in Vrindavan who do prepare, like uh, the flower blooms just before Holi. It's uh, orange saffron in color. Uh, you uh, must yeah. have seen big, big flowers. It's called the Teshu tree. The locals Teshu. call it Teshu, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it blooms just before Holi and uh, uh, some traditional families do prepare colors from that tree. And then so, they just... Uh, Use it amongst themselves, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like watercolor, basically. Like it's water. They make watercolor out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a, I have a holy story. I guess I've told some of you of my experience when I was in Vrindavan uh, some years ago. And it was Gorpurnima and it was holy. And I think it may have been the day before Gaur Purnima, because in Braj, they celebrate in different villages, different days, or all together for a good two weeks. Um, but so I decided uh, to go downtown <laughs> uh, Brindavan to try to meet one of the Radharamango Swamis whom I had not met before. And uh, I was encouraged to meet this Goswami. And I didn't, I don't, I, I didn't have a phone number or anything. So I just, just went. And I thought I will go along uh, the Parikram path um, because along the sort of main road, though, certainly they'll be attacking with colors. So I went along the Parikram path, but of course there were also young boys waiting in an ambush. And they have these big, uh, you know, huge plastic like syringes. <laughs> and they'll have a bucket with the color wa water in the bucket. And then they'll fill up this device uh, that's like a syringe, like a big syringe. And then they're just waiting for you. <laughs> and there's there's simply no way to avoid them. As soon as they see you, you know, these are kids who are, you know, five, six, eight, ten years old. There's nothing you can do except run as fast as you can. And you'll still get colors. So that's what happened to me. And, but I ran between and through them and continued on my way. I was determined I'm going to meet uh, this um, Goswami. Um, and so um, eventually I found uh, the, uh, the home of uh, this family. And uh, this is one of the, how to say, you know, one, one of the uh, cultured families. And they had a large, 
a large house uh, with a big courtyard and so on. So I was coming unannounced. And so the, uh, the guard let me in to a sort of reception area uh, in the front. And then he called uh, the Goswami. And the Goswami came and he was very gracious. Uh, and I was already quite wet, and he was offering me a seat on the couch. And I said, "No, no, I'm, you know, I'm all wet from holy. So maybe you have some other kind of seat." So he offered, you know, one of these like plastic chairs, and I sat, and we were talking for some time. And then he said, <laughs> "It was kind of funny." At one point, he said. Um, because we talked about one of my shishas who knows him and, uh, and who had encouraged me to visit him. And he said, so I heard uh, that uh, the Guru Maharaj of so-and-so is in, is in town. Uh, have you heard that? And I said, um, well... <laughs> What can I say? <laughs> Actually, that's me. And he jumped. I mean, he jumped up. And, you know, he, he suddenly everything changed from being, at that time I was brahmachari, uh, from being, you know, an ISKCON brahmachari. Now, now I was somebody. And so he gave royal treatment, you know. He brought me in, gave me a tour, took me by car to their goshala, uh, and just on and on uh, for the rest of the afternoon. So it was quite funny. But all this time I'm wearing these clothes that are covered in colors. That's my experience of holy in Vrindavan. Hare Krishna. Um, all right. Akinshana Balaram is saying we had some experience. Guru Maharaj, 2005, if you remember, we were just coming from Varanasi and from Mathura, the rickshaw dropped us on the Parikrama road and there was a big stream of pilgrims going, making Parikrama on Ekadashi and everybody had colors and we just arrived with our bags and everybody was throwing on us. And I remember, <laughs> next day you had to give a class and your head was still kind of red from these colors. <laughs> it was my first time in Daavan, actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 2005. Yeah, I think so, 2005, most likely. Yeah, we were visiting Ananda Sarora Mataji in Varanasi at uh -huh. her university, and after that, we came to Rindavan by train. Okay. And then first step out of the rickshaw was colors everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they told me that, uh, I think it's the day after Holy, or maybe two days, I can't remember, one of those days before or after Holi, they say the tradition in Braj is that they don't throw colors, they throw sewage water. 
I, I had direct experience of that around Govardhan. I was thinking it's a safe to go after Gorpurni. So I went to Parikrama and then some ladies stopped me with a stick there, wanting some payment. And I was thinking, what is this? I just wanted to push myself through. But then there was a group of people behind her and they <laughs> switched on me all over. And I was all black. I had to take in Govinda Kun to, to wash myself after that. <laughs> yeah, this is Braj. You were getting lots of special mercy in Braj. <laughs> okay, um, well, I'm sort of babbling on and on. Does anyone have some, uh, some show and tell, anything to share? Anything you would like to bring to our attention? Mangala Chandrika, you have something. Yeah, I wanted to share with um, everybody what I was uh, doing some weeks ago um, in regards to a, a special course that's offered by Rambaru Mataji. Uh -huh. uh, she's Prabhupada's disciple. And I, I felt it was very rewarding. Um, she's running a Karuna Care Education. It's like an organization within ISKCON. And um, they're offering short courses for devotees. And the first course was on grief and impact of grief on spiritual growth of people. And actually throughout all these courses, um, what her whole mood is to um, unveil this theme of isolation and, you know, devotees, even though we are many times in very like crowded communities, still isolation is number one reason for mental illness or depression and so on. Mm. Um, so, and she's really kind of supporting this principle of, you know, how love and support of devotees is the most healing thing that one can experience and how on our spiritual path, we really need support of others to be able to progress. So, um, her first, the, the first course that she offered was all about grief. And we know that in this material world is designed in a way that we were constantly being, um, confronted with loss, either loss of loved ones or loss of relationships, loss of things, loss of time. <laughs> so we're constantly being confronted with this grief. And um, culturally, we are normally uh, taught that, you know, we just move on. But actually going through grief is very powerful for spiritual um, progress. And um, I thought that the course was really done nicely. Um, she had like two groups of more than 60 people attending um, and mm. very interactive. So it was very successful. I think she didn't expect that at all. Mm. And um, so next course is coming up and it's all about uh, emotions, how to recognize one's emotions. And the mm. title is, um, let me see, name your feelings, tame, tame your mind. So many times- Name your feelings, tame your mind. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will send the link for a promotional video. It's very nicely done. Okay. Um, yeah, because many times we're speaking about spiritual emotions. I know when we read all about spiritual emotions in our scriptures and exchanging lo loving exchanges between Vaishnavas, but many times it's so hard to recognize our own emotions and what we're going through and express that to others. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's um, offering that. It's a five-week course. And then there oh. will be a third course on trauma and addiction. So, oh. like that. And she is she's professionally trained in I forget exactly, but 
some sort of um, some sort of counseling and care. Yeah, she's um, she has a PhD in um, crisis counseling, and she's a chaplain, professional chaplain, in oh, different yeah. hospitals. And yeah, she's working basically with outside people. And um, she has a professional course where she wants to train um, people to become professional chaplains within uh-huh. ISKCON. And yeah. that's her goal. That's her kind of focus. But yeah, she also offers shorter courses for people who just want to get some personal skills or skills to help others like that. Very nice. Yeah, she's doing a lot of service in that way. <clears throat> yeah, so... Yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, the only downside is that the course is at the same time, exactly the same time as we have our Sangha. <laughs> So, <laughs> so it's like a little bit of a yeah, a loss in that way. But um, I, I think it's it's it was very valuable. And um, yeah. Well, I I will give permission for anyone who wants to attend her course. <laughs> okay. You can, and you can watch our um, our gathering the recording later. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So. It's good. I think, um, you know, on both sides, one is just uh, for devotees to look for us to learn uh, these skills for ourselves, because, um, yeah, we live in troubled times. And the trouble is internal, the trouble is external. I've tried, you know, a few times doing my little Shanti seminar. Uh, from my unprofessional level. But uh, it's good that we have Rambaru Mataji doing from a professional level as a devotee. You know, there's so many professionals, but she has the, the vision, the perspective of uh, devotional bhakti culture so that that can be very strong and then also um, to give opportunity uh, for especially younger devotees sort of looking for a career Uh, what shall I do with my life Uh, this is one very viable career track I think Uh, the other one which I talk about sometimes for devotees uh, of a certain mentality is uh, mediation, to become trained professionally as a mediator can be uh, very, can be a nice career and it can help, yeah, can help people, help the world. (laughs) Thank you. Any so you're going to take all the courses, Mangalachan? Yes, I plan to take all three, and then let's see if, if I continue or not. Good. Okay. Yeah. And also, I wanted to say that uh, she offers, um, now she's still very involved. I think she still handles all the things, although she's getting more and more busy. So many devotees have the need for this kind of support. She's, um, she's holding two resilience groups at different days where devotees can basically just drop in and just share their heart, whatever they're struggling with. Um, and they get a lot of support like that from 
you know, group and from her personally. So it's very valuable. And it's all information is on the website, which I will post Karuna Care. Uh huh. So. Okay. Very good. Anybody else want to share something, anything? Something that. Before we continue, maybe our guest uh, maybe is uh, ready or uh, Nandi Mukimataji has some information, maybe. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I updated you that um, that's going to happen next week. Ah, next week. Oh, okay, okay. Then I. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Uh, Hare Krishna. Oh, Chitrakarani, yes. Please accept my respectful obeisances. Hare Krishna, all the God brothers and God sisters. I just want to make one um, announcement and uh, request. I just want to remind everybody that uh, we are looking for volunteers who would like to make a translation for the uh, Bhagavata Purana a documentary. It's not necessary that you make it on your own, but you can know devotees who have time and who can make translation and you can encourage them. So it will be very nice if we have, if we could translate it into other languages other than Spanish, Russian and Turkish. How you, how you? <laughs> um, yeah, ha has anyone... Has anyone not seen our film yet? Or I'm, maybe I should ask, has anyone seen the film yet? <laughs> A few of you have seen. Uh, um, and maybe some of you don't know, there's a film. And uh, maybe Chitrakarni, you can post the link to the film so they can see it. Um, you mentioned Russian, Spanish, Turkish. Isn't it that we also have German in process? Um, actually, uh, the Spanish is finished and the Russian is in progress. But German, I don't think it is started. But uh, didn't we find someone? Didn't Ramananda Kopal find someone? Yes, but he didn't start it. Okay, but at least we have some of them. But so it's the... not clear. I didn't receive a promise. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, yeah, so let's see. What other languages? Croatian, um, Hindi, um, 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 what else? Slovenian. Slovenian. <laughs> Anand, um, Ananta Sarovara said she could actually do it, but in the summer. So let's see if we oh, find okay. somebody earlier. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that would be a nice service. It's, it's easy enough to do for someone who knows enough English um, to translate because it's all written out. The whole... The whole text uh, is, we have written out, and one simply has to take that text and uh, go through it line by line. 
I think we also have in process uh, Chinese, Mandarin. Someone in Taiwan is doing that, hopefully. And uh, speaking of speaking of Chinese, uh, I see Prema Sarovara and <laughs> Gornataraj. I'm happy to see you, and I'm a little worried because I was told a couple of days ago that soon you will no longer have access to uh, Zoom. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I heard. Hopefully it's not true. Yes, no, Gornataraj is nodding and shaking and nodding and shaking. They don't know. They don't know the um, no uh, means. Maybe for Mara, uh, Gopi Krishna said that. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, um, but uh, it's about uh, uh, if, if a Chinese devotee, Chinese devotee um, want to uh, uh, have a lectures on Zoom. Uh, maybe government government uh, um, restrict don't allow. doesn't yes. allow right yes oh but from uh, outside it's okay yes yes ah, so, okay it's okay mm. we can enter we can <laughs> okay that's good at least that is there <laughs> yes <clears throat> so at least we can associate okay good mm. All right. Um, well, was there anything else from anyone? Some burning uh, news or topic? Oh, I just noticed we also have uh, Chetan with us. Welcome, Chetan. You're here somewhere, I guess. Um, <laughs> Chetan is come is uh, he's in. Uh, Lyon, is it, in France? Yes, my right. Uh, just moved there from Mumbai. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, I wanted to do some Chaitanya Charitamrita reading. Continuing with Chaitanya Charitamrita, my thought is... Well, um, a very, maybe not one thought, but a few scattered thoughts. We sort of ended last time, as I remember, we were talking about the Panchatattva, and we brought in this fancy word from the Greek, perichoresis. Um, I meant to mention at that time that choresis li literally means, has to do with dancing. <laughs> so is dancing around. Um, so th that's what the Panchatattva do. Um, and that's mentioned in the beginning of chapter seven, but I would like to suggest that we enter into a bit of the world of Vedanta philosophy as presented by Krishnadas Kaviraj representing uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And we talked a little about this, how 
uh, Krishnadas describes this one episode twice uh, of meeting Prakashananda, Prakashananda Saraswati, once in Adilila chapter 7 and once in um, Adilila chapter 25, which suggests that he thought it's rather important or very important for us to, to hear. And why is it important? Um, I think the point was nicely put by Radhika Raman Prabhu in uh, one of the three lectures I mentioned also maybe last time uh, on YouTube. You can watch his presentation, what he called titled The Lure of Mayavada. Uh, and he's making that point rather strongly that we all have a tendency toward uh, mayavada or illusionism or uh, in, in various flavors uh, just by virtue of being in this material world. This is the world where um, a sort of natural almost tendency is there when we become philosophical about the suffering that we experience in this world uh, to want to negate it by, by saying that everything is illusion, that it's all unreal. Um, and that tendency Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wants to go against. He wants to take us out or away from that tendency. And this is on my mind in particular because I'm now studying the Tattva Sandarbha of Srila Jiva Goswami, in which in the second half of his book, uh, he addresses in a quite short way, but still he's addressing some of the issues that come up about Mayavada and how uh, he argues how it is a misunderstanding of the way things are or a misunderstanding of uh, what, what Vaishnavas understand to be the truth uh, of uh, the Vedic Siddhanta, or the, yeah, strictly speaking, the Vedanta. So um, I hope you can sort of indulge me in this a little bit. Also, I recommend that you read on your own because here Srila Prabhupada gives uh, some extensive commentaries, quite extensive, in fact, that may be what scares you away from reading it. So you think, oh, this is too much for me. But Krishnadas Kaviraj tells us, and I was trying to remember where it is. He says, don't be afraid of philosophy. It's good for you. Um, don't be lazy. Don't be mentally or intellectually lazy. 
um, but make the effort to understand because uh, it is strengthening our conviction uh, in the truth of devotional service. So I, I read, um, was it last time? Was it time before? <laughs> Forgetfulness. I read verse 105 of um, Adi Lila, chapter 7, and I will read it again because it's the beginning of the discussion when Mahaprabhu is uh, speaking his understanding, the Vaishnava understanding, we should say the Gaudiya Vaishnava in particular, understanding of Vedanta in this very summary form, or we might want to say simplified form uh, of Chaitanya Charitamrita. So verse 105, but first, Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Okay, verse 105. Tomara probave shobar anandita mana kabul ashangata nahe tomara bachana. This is being spoken by uh, the followers of Prakashananda Saraswati. They say, Dear sir, by your influence, our minds are greatly satisfied. And we believe that your words will never be unreasonable. Therefore, you may speak on the Vedanta Sutra. Uh, This verse is important for us to appreciate how uh, the audience of Mahaprabhu in this occasion became opened up to listen. You can say from the moment Mahaprabhu appears uh, in their midst up to this point uh, is describing how he has been softening their hearts. And by his humility uh, and by his effulgence. Also, Radhikaraman Prabhu makes this point. He says, we may not be able to, we may not have the effulgence that Mahaprabhu had uh, in the assembly of uh, the, the sannyasis, uh, which attracted them. However, if we are uh, strictly following the sadhana, the Vaishnava sadhana, and keeping the regulations, and so on, then we will be effulgent. And it's really true that uh, people notice, oh, these Hare Krishnas, there's something about them. And it's there are so many stories where devotees say, well, I was kind of trying to hide uh, that I'm a devotee. And then, but no, it wasn't possible. Someone immediately recognized, oh, this must be a Hare Krishna. 
So that effulgence and then the humility of Mahaprabhu, that he was sitting in this uh, very um, uh, humble place, humble position, and uh, Prakashananda brought him forth from there. And I, I would also say that um, tied or an important component of this humility is his expression of honesty. They ask him why you are not joining us, why you're not joining us in discussing Vedanta as, as we do as sannyasis, you're a sannyasi, we're sannyasis, why you are going about um, carrying on with your singing and dancing. And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu answers them uh, in a very straightforward way, and very honestly. He says, my guru told me I'm not qualified to study Vedanta, uh, that I should simply chant this mantra. And then he tells the story of how that came about and how his experience of chanting resulted in uh, this exalted uh, uh, experience of, as we so much like to say, ecstasy. Ecstasy and maybe also ecstasy. <laughs> so with all of that, now the followers of Prakashananda are completely open. They're saying, we want to hear from you. Tomar prabhave shobar anandita mana. Our minds are anandita. They're, they've been made ecstatic. Kabu ashangata nahe. There is nothing um, to justify, I would say. <clears throat> There's nothing unreasonable uh, about you. You're a very reasonable guy. <laughs> Let's hear what you have to say. Okay, and then he begins. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm skipping purports only because I want to uh, give something of the, uh, the flow, the, the connection between the verses. And also these, as I said, are long purports, so please read on your own. This you can make your homework for this week. <laughs> From uh, verse 106. So the verse is Prabhu Kahe Vedanta Sutra Isharabachan Basarupe Koila Jaha Shri Narayana. The Lord said, Vedanta philosophy consists of words spoken by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana in the form of Yasadeva. Now, it turns out that there's quite a bit um, packed into that, what seems to be a simple statement. And uh, some of what's packed into that is unpacked in the Tattva Sandarbha. Uh, there's, in the edition of Tattva Sandarbha that we have from the BBT, uh, translated and commented by the late Gopi Paranadana Prabhu. Uh, it's a very nicely done edition. 
it includes Jiva Goswami's uh, own commentary <laughs> to the Tattva Sandarbha. Uh, this is called the Sarva Samvadini. And so within uh, the commentary, which is in the back of the book, excuse me, um, there's some elaboration of Tattva Sandarbha, which is an elaboration on, uh, or we can say it is uh, a treatise. Sandarbha is a kind of treatise on the Bhagavatam. And in the beginning of the Bhagavatam, sorry, in the beginning of the Tattva Sandarbha, uh, Jiva Goswami is giving a systematic argument of why it is that he's taking the Srimad Bhagavatam as the ultimate authority for his topic. His topic is Lord Sri Krishna. He wants to uh, elaborate all about uh, Sambandha, Avideya, and Prayojana about Lord Sri Krishna. How to do this, or on the basis of what authority, it's going to be on the authority of, uh, of uh, the Bhagavatam. Here, by the way, is a uh, definition of a sandarbha. What is a sandarbha? Gudhartasya prakashascha sarokti sreshtatatata nanartavatvam vedyatvam sandarbha katyate buddhai. Intelligent, uh, the wise, buddhai, um, say that a sandarbha is giving us uh, confidential meanings, guda artha. It's manifesting prakasha, it's manifesting confidential meanings. And sara ukti, it's telling us the essence of a teaching. Sreshtata, it's giving us uh, the higher understanding or the best, uh, the best understanding, I should say. And nana arta vatvam, it's giving also various meanings. And vedyatvam, it is uh, giving us that which is to be known. Um, that's the definition of sandarva. So in this tattva sandarva, Jiva Goswami is, one of the things he's explaining is that Vyasadeva is no ordinary Vyasadeva. Uh, there's a Vyasa who appears um, with each cycle to do his task of uh, compiling and dividing the Veda. That uh, sort of routine task is always there. And that Vyasa is, can be a Jiva uh, Tattva person, but Jiva, Jiva Goswami argues that this particular time, and he quotes from Purana uh, to give this justification, this particular time, um, 
our vyasa, namely Krishna Dvaipayana vyasa, is Narayana. Now this goes, uh, this is a different understanding from even other uh, Vaishnava traditions apparently. You'll usually see uh, the author for Vedanta Sutra, also known as Brahma Sutra, is called uh, Badarayana. And generally, uh, he will be referred to by scholars, by whoever. The author or the attributed author of Vedanta Sutra is Badarayana. Jiva Goswami is saying Badarayana is a name for Vyasa, the same Vyasa who has uh, compiled the Mahabharata, the Puranas, etc., etc. And he's going a step further. He's saying this Krishna Dvaipayana Vyasa is none other than Narayana, is Krishna, is the Lord himself. And he's saying uh, that this Vedanta, which all of you sannyasis are reading and studying and talking about, let's remember where it comes from, who has written it why and how it's been written. It's been written by, um, by none other than Lord Narayan in the form of Vyasa. So that's his claim. Now, we may wonder, I wonder, um, because what we're getting in Chaitanya Charitamrita, we probably want assume as a kind of very compact summary of so much of um, Mahaprabhu's pastimes, including this. So it, we can well imagine these uh, Advaitavadi uh, sannyasis at this point already objecting <laughs> and saying, uh, this is Bhadarayana, this is not Vyasa. But Krishnadas does not tell us that. He simply has us hearing from, uh, we're to understand, we're hearing from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, and the next verse is giving a point which we may all be familiar with, but it's good to hear again. Brahm pramad vipralipsa karana patava ishvarer bhakkenahi dosha e sabha. The material defects of mistakes, illusions, cheating, and sensory inefficiency do not exist in the words of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So we understand that these four defects, they're called doshas, um, Brahma, and this is spelled in a different way from Lord Brahma. It's B-H-R-A-M-A, not B-R-A-H-M-A. So it's Brahma. Is sometimes translated as mistakes. It can also be translated, I've seen, as inattention. Inattention. And then... Pramada, illusion, mada, 
uh, can mean also madness and pramada, uh, big time madness. So uh, when one is seriously mad, we usually, we may say that person is in illusion. Vipralipsa, <clears throat> uh, lipsa uh, means something like cheating and vipralipsa, Prabhupada sometimes says the tendency to cheat and the specific tendency uh, of cheating that we all suffer from, uh, that we all have to admit that we tend to do, is to claim to know something which we don't know. <laughs> That's the specific. Sometimes we used to get this all the time when I was... Uh, on traveling Sankirtan and we'd be looking for some particular address and we would stop and ask someone um, and or a street or yeah a street and we'd ask somebody and they would point oh you go down there two blocks and then it's on the right or something so then we would do that and we'd see it's completely wrong <laughs> Our GBC at that time, the late Hansadutta Prabhu, he said, whenever you ask directions, ask 10 people. <laughs> then you may find uh, you'll get it. But don't expect one person to give you the right, right answer. Okay, so here, simple point. Lord Chaitanya is saying that we all suffer from these faults and uh, Lord Narayan, who is Vyasadeva, does not have these faults. And why does this matter? This matters for establishing, and now comes the technical term, pramana. This is uh, how it is. What are the means of knowing? Pramana means the, the way by which we know something. So a lot of discussion in the beginning, well, uh, not so much in the Tattva Sandarbha itself, but it's elaborated quite a bit in the uh, Sarva Samvadini, is about a process of elimination, uh, a process of eliminating possible ways of knowing as being disqualified to the point where we conclude that for what is reliable knowledge about higher truth, we resort to shabda, shabda pramana. And shabda pramana can be of two types. One is... Um, with defect and one is without defect. And of course, what we're interested in is Shabda without defect. And for Jiva Goswami, this means Veda. And why does it mean Veda? Because Veda is accepted by, um, by the Vedic schools. <laughs> including Vedanta and 
mimamsa as being without any human author or, and some will say, and this is a point of distinction that uh, needs to be clarified, or any personal source. In other words, Veda has always been there. And when, when Lord Brahma breathes out the four Vedas, he is simply transmitting what is already there. And similarly, Narayana is also simply transmitting what is already there. Therefore, it's called Aporusheya. From the word Purusha means person. Aporusheya means not from a person. And so here, what Lord Chaitanya is saying is Vedanta specifically, because that's what they're talking about here, is Vedanta, the end of knowledge. Vedanta has been compiled or has, has been written by a not ordinary person, namely Vyasadeva. And he's saying, keep that in mind as we consider what it says in Vedanta. Then he goes on to say, this is verse 108. Upanishad Sahita Sutra Kaheje Tattva Mukhyavritye She Arta Parama Mahatta The Absolute Truth, Tattva, is described in the Upanishads and Brahma Sutra. Usually, uh, the term Brahma Sutra seems to get used more than Vedanta Sutra. But one must understand the verses as they are. That is the supreme glory in understanding. Here the key word is Mukya Vritti, Mukya Vrittye. Um, mukya means of the face. And it comes to mean direct. And it's in contrast to what's um, called lakshana vritti or gona vritti, um, uh, which are indirect ways of reading or of understanding something. And a vritti is, uh, is a way, is an engagement. It's, a, it's an action. Uh, or, yeah, in this case, mukhyavritye, by direct understanding. Uh, it can be a vritti, can be a, a process, uh, or a function. Function might be a better word. Uh, parama mahatva, this is the ultimate glory of the Vedanta, is to read it directly. Now, what he's preparing to argue here is against Shankara, who is taking uh, certain statements in, from Upanishads uh, as Mahavakya and then interpreting 
all the other statements in the Puranas on the basis of these particular statements that he considers Mahavakyas, uh, which are, I think, altogether like five in number. The fame, perhaps most famous one being Tat Tvam Asi, you are that. In any case, um, here he's giving uh, a, a rule of interpretation. So whenever we have a, something we're reading, we are, if we are reading it and it's not just some black marks on paper for us, um, but it has some meaning, that taking of meaning involves a process of interpretation. And then how do we interpret, because there may be more than one way to interpret something, uh, that may be governed by certain rules or certain uh, standard procedures. Um, okay, so, so here Mahaprabhu is giving a rule which is not followed by the followers of Prakashananda. So he's, he's going to, right from the start, he's saying, uh, let's, let's get things straight. How are we going to read Vedanta Sutra? Let's read directly what it says. Shall we? <laughs> now, to say that is already can be troublesome because the Vedanta or Brahma Sutras are sutras, and sutra means a very typically very short aphorism which can easily be interpreted in more than one way. Uh, it almost invites interpretation from more than one way. And so the whole Vedanta tradition is one of commenting on, on Vedanta sutras because they are so um, cryptic. They're so, by themselves, they actually don't really make sense. So you might wonder, why would anyone write a book that nobody can understand? <laughs> why would Vyasadev write such a book? Well, one explanation is that the way Vedanta would traditionally be done is you have your teacher, your guru, who is explaining to you about the Upanishads, probably reading or reading, probably just reciting sections of the Upanishads and explaining them. And because the whole process of um, ex explanation can become quite elaborate, he might decide, okay, I'm going to make this easier for my students to remember. I'm going to give them some mnemonic devices. 
mnemonic device is a device that helps the memory. It's a, it's a memory prompt. So, for example, the very first of the Brahma Sutras, Atato Brahma Jignasa. Now, therefore, uh, we, we desire to inquire about Brahman. It's very short. Uh, it seems very simple. And in the translation I just suggested, it seems like a simple enough point. But uh, Ramanujacharya wrote a hundred pages of commentary in translation, in English translation, a hundred pages on that first sutra. <laughs> just explaining the word ataha and the word ataha. <laughs> it's ataha and ataha. <clears throat> uh, just to explain those words. So the, the, the point is that uh, sutras can be mnemonic devices to help students who have already heard all the details and now they just need some quick reminders. Uh, like we have, you know, uh, memory, memory cards uh, to remember verses. Gudartasya prakashas cha sarokti sreshtata tata. Nanartavatvam vedyatvam sambar sandarvam katyate budhai. Okay, but now Mahaprabhu is saying to interpret the sutras, you don't have to go to uh, Gonavritti. And that leads to the next verse Gonavritti jeba bhasha korila acharjo. Tahara shravane nasha hoy sarvakarjo. <laughs> Sripad Shankaracharya has described all the Vedic literatures in terms of indirect meanings. One who hears such explanations is ruined. <laughs> he speaks very strongly here. <laughs> If you listen to Shankaracharya's explanations, you'll be ruined. Well, um, sometimes one needs to study Shankaracharya in order to understand how, how one might disagree with what he says or how one might agree with him. Jiva Goswami agrees with Shankaracharya sometimes. He also agrees uh, with Sridhar Swami, uh, the commentator on the Bhagavatam, who, whose background was uh, as a follower of Advaita Acharya, sorry, of Shankaracharya. Uh, and he says in his Tattva Sandarbha, I am going to um, sometimes quote Sridhar Swami, but not always. I'm not going to, I'm not going to follow when he says something which we don't agree with. <laughs> So here, Sripad uh, Shankaracharya is referred to simply as Acharya. Gonavritya. So there's Mukhya Vritti and there's Gonavritti. 
there are two different ways. Actually, there's uh, generally, at least in, uh, as in poetics, there are three ways of interpreting. Uh, the famous uh, expression is Gangayam Goshaha, uh, which literally means the, the cowherd village on the Ganga, on the Ganges River. So the literal meaning would be that there's a, ri there's a river, Ganges, Ganga, and right in the middle of the river is this village. But if we had a village in the middle of the Ganga, how long would that village last and who would be living there? It would be swept away. It would no longer be there. Therefore, since mukhyavritti doesn't work in this case, it doesn't make sense. Therefore, we're going to take gonavritti in this case. And we will say what it means is uh, there is a village, a gosha, on the bank of the Ganga. And that's common in, I don't know, other languages, but in English, it's common to say, yes, on the, on the river Mississippi um, is the city of St. Louis. Well, it's not on the river, but it's right next to. And then there's the third um, um, vritti, uh, which is taking dvan, uh, dvanya or uh, the uh, what's the word I want implication it's uh, suggestion it's giving a poetic suggestion again the example of the uh, village on the bank of the river Ganga what is suggested by this poetically is that there is a cool breeze and therefore it is a pleasant place so just by saying Gangayam Goshaha, all of that becomes understood without having to spell out so much about um, the weather conditions of this particular place. But Mahaprabhu is saying that when we're talking about Vedanta, we should be very careful and not jump so quickly to Gonavriti. We should uh, do our best to stay with mukhyavritti. Uh, why? Because if there's no need for gonavritti, then uh, we should stay with the direct meaning because that would be the intention uh, of the author. And who is the author? The author is, he says, is Vyasa. Um, okay, maybe just one more verse and then we can see if there's some discussion for a minute. Tahara Gaunarta Korila Mukya Arta Acharya. Shankaracharya is not at fault, for it is under the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead that he has covered the real purport of the Vedas. And there's a, lo a long purport by Srila Prabhupada to this, uh, which you can also read 
in which Prabhupada quotes from Padma Purana, uh, the whole explanation, mayavadam asachastram prachanam bodham uchate, hidden Buddhism, and so on. Um, that's being explained. So, But I think here for us is interesting to note, Mahaprabhu is being respectful to Shankaracharya. He's not, he's not like Madhvacharya. <laughs> Madhvacharya is um, famously being harshly critical and his followers of Shankara, um, but of Shankara and his followers. But Mahaprabhu is being very respectful. He's saying he is not at fault. He's simply following the order uh, of the Lord. Uh, and what was that order <clears throat> that he should uh, cover achadiya, the real meaning of the Veda? And why should he do that? That seems, why, why would you want to cover uh, the highest knowledge if the highest knowledge is benefiting everyone? That, of course, is the subject that relates with uh, the Vaishnava understanding of Buddhism, uh, which is a topic, I suppose we could say something next time, but we'll see because next time, Krishna willing, we will have a guest visitor, a surprise guest. Hare Krishna. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see, Avadita Rai's always got comments and questions. Jnana and Ajnana are functions of Maya. Mayavadi say Ajnana is removed by Jnana, but how they remove Jnana? Well, you know, <laughs> that's a whole discussion. And, and it's what exactly uh, Jiva, in a sense, the short answer to that is Jiva Goswami will say, how indeed it's not possible without the mercy of the Lord. Without the grace of the Lord, the power of Maya cannot be removed. And how do we know that? We all know that from Bhagavad Gita. Daivihi esha gunamayi mama maya duratyaya mam eva ye prapadyante mayam etam tarantite. I remove <clears throat> Maya for the person who surrenders to me. That's the short answer. Uh, commentary of Vishwanath. Those who say I will act like Rama since he had good, con good contact, good conduct will by such imitation of Rama merge into him. Why this is so. Um, I would want to see the original text and want to see the context. Uh, if I had to guess, he's talking about different sorts of liberation. So he might be speaking about Sayuja Mukti um, or maybe Sarupya Mukti. Um, 
But the word merging usually suggests sayujya mukti. So if Vishwanath Chakavari Thakur is saying that, then um, how is he doing or why is he doing? The idea would be that uh, such a person, if he or she is perfectly imitating, is in some sense becoming uh, qualified in a similar way to him. And that would be the theory, I would suppose. And Sugopi Tungavidya, is that the purpose of sutras, is to make us open our mind to explore about them. And so different schools of Vaishnavism and other sects were created with different thoughts about these. Um, well, we could take it that way, I suppose. Uh, but I think we also want to, naturally, because the word Vedanta means end of knowledge, we also want to come to the conclusion, uh, something that all the different schools agree on. <laughs> There's a lot that they disagree on, but one thing they all agree on is that uh, the aim of Vedanta is liberation. So, and to, to become liberated, it's understood, uh, is a serious business. We need to understand the message of, Veda, of Vedanta if we're going to uh, be successful in our pursuit of liberation and therefore it's not just about sort of musing and wondering and um, wandering amongst different different interpretations but it's uh, finally at the end of the day it's about understanding in such a way that I can act uh, in such a way as to become liberated. That's, that's my understanding. But it's true that uh, they are conducive <laughs> because they're so short, they're conducive to different interpretations. But that's why Jiva Goswami is going to say, that's one of the reasons he gives why not to linger with Vedanta Sutra because it's there will be so many different opinions. Therefore, he's going to say, wouldn't it be nice if there would be some text which is in the form of a Purana? Because Puranas are very clear. The Sanskrit is clear. They're, uh, they're written in simple uh, meter verses. Uh, Anushtup generally and so on. There, there, wouldn't it be nice if there would be something written by the author of Vedanta Brahma Sutras but in the form of a Purana? And then he says, lo and behold, there is. And it's called uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. And, there, and then he's going to go on to explain further why the Srimad Bhagavatam 
uh, as the Amala Purana is the one that is taken above other Puranas, which are also compiled by um, Vyasadeva. Hare Krishna, well, it's that time of day, and you've all been patiently, patiently listening. So many thanks for that. Um, would you like that we continue with this topic? I see some nodding heads. The others are being polite and not saying anything. <laughs> okay. So thank you all, and I wish you all a great week and a safe week and a chanting week and uh, an enriching spiritual week. And yes, uh, you're welcome to read Chaitanya Charitamrita. In particular, if you're wondering where to start, you can start in the beginning, or you can start with um, chapter 7, Adi Lila, verse number 105, and then read the purports going through, uh, let's see, through, one zero, there's no purport to 109. Oh, uh, through 1010. Yeah, that'll take you. That'll give you some nice long purports. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Thank you all very much, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Anantakoti Vaishnavrinda Ki Jai, Itai Gora Premanande, Hare Thank you.